Thank you, Aaron. That was really beautiful. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing today? Oh, good. I got some smiles and laughs. That's good. We're going to talk about joy today, so that helps me out. I, I know we already did uh, a meditation, uh, but I'd like to do just a quick exercise real quick to get us started. So you go ahead and close your eyes. And I'd like you to think of one joyous thing that has happened to you. Could have been this week, this month, this year. Could have been a past experience. Remember how you felt. Remember the sound. How does it make you feel? Okay. Now, you can hold on to that memory while we're going through this talk and remember how joyous that was. You can remember that anytime you want to. That's what I'm here to talk about, is how joy is just a thought away. We can conjure it up anytime we want. I guess I'm a little loud. So my, my first question for everyone today is, what is joy? Like I just had you do an exercise on finding your joy and experiencing it again. But what to you is joy? I'd like to hear from you guys. Anyone? Sailing. Sailing. Nice. Thank you. Anyone else? Spending time with your grandchildren or your niece and nephews, which is what I did yesterday. Thank you. That's great. Aw, being married to this wonderful man. Yes, I'm not married to him. She is. <laughs> a state of mind of contentment. Right. All of those things are definitions for joy. What I want to make sure that everyone can understand and can continue to grow with is that all of those things are experiences in our lives, but they also come from within us. That that joy is an internal process that we create for ourselves. Science says that maybe 50% of our um, experience is uncontrollable, that things just kind of happen around us, but at least 40% in our brain is controllable. So we have the, the ability to choose whether we want to be joyful or not. About 10% is circumstances. So, you know, that, that rounds it out if, in case you were worried about the 100%. So we can prepare for joy when, uh, so that when we need it, it's always there. 
And I don't know, I know some of you know me and I know some of you don't know me. Um, I try to look at everything in, in a positive light whenever I can, but even I have my moments. But when that moment comes that I need some extra help, I go within and I go to what I call my expandable joy folder. And I call it my expandable joy folder because the more joy I experience, the more it fills up so that I can go back to it anytime I want. So I'd like to help you do that today. So one of the first things that you can do to prepare for joy is to have a daily practice like meditation or prayer. We come here on Sundays and we fill up here. But if we did that every single day, we would have the ability to get to that quiet place, to find that joy within us. How many people have some kind of daily practice that they practice? Just a few of you. That's great. So, one of the easiest things that you could do is what uh, Tanakh Khan calls a smiling meditation. So if you're not really good at meditating, you can just sit and just be peaceful, put some music on, and smile for five minutes. And that will increase your joy um, by doing that kind of meditation. But any kind of meditation will work. I don't always meditate in the morning. Uh, So one thing that... um, I have been going through is I'm um, taking classes through Unity to become a minister. And one of my classes, I had to come up with a prayer practice, prayer and meditation practice. And as you know from the bio, I am a prayer chaplain, so I have a daily practice, but I don't necessarily do it in the morning. So um, my homework was to come up with this practice. So what I did starting yesterday was I got up, I turned on some music that makes me happy, and I just danced for five minutes. And my cat looked at me really silly. He, he was kind of scared, but uh, I don't get used to it. Uh, and I did it again today. And it really changed the momentum of my day. Normally, I'm not a, what I would call I'm not a morning person. Um, cancel, cancel. Um, but I am now. Because now I look forward to what, what song am I going to play the next day. So far, it's been two days, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how far that goes. Um, what are some other things that you could do to prepare for joy that you could think of? Hug somebody. Thank you, yes. Or even just smiling at somebody. Now, that personal touch um, makes a big difference. Uh, we all have um, loved ones in our lives. We all have um, our community here of Unity Spiritual Center. Uh, When I come here, I know that I'm going to feel that hug. I love my hugs. Uh, I know that I'm going to feel that joy from connecting with everyone on a personal level. What else? Yes, ma'am. Sing out loud in your car. That's one of my favorites. Thank you. I didn't plant her, by the way. So, yeah, singing. Um, I don't sing in the morning because I don't want my landlord to get too upset, but I turn the music on and use my my headphones. 
and then I can just dance wildly by myself. But singing is my my first my first choice. Luckily, Bonnie lets me sing in the choir. Um, I, I I don't think that I'm the best singer ever, but I have always been a singer. So I sing in the grocery store, I sing in the car, I sing in the shower. Um, you'll catch me singing just randomly um, throughout the day. And every time I do that, it reminds me of what a joyous life I have because I have this gift that I can share. And even if you can't sing, it's still a gift to be able to, to, to get into that music and do that. What else? I'm sorry? Play with crayons? Right, yes. Be like a kid. Do things that you love. Um, sing in the choir with, with Bonnie. Um, do something that you uh, love here. I love to be a prayer chaplain. It allows me to fill myself up as much as I am able to serve the community. I think that that uh, is... Um, probably my greatest joy in service that I do here. Anything else? Yeah. Thank you. That was going to be my next thing. Yay. So, yes, gratitude. How many of you um, are grateful every day? Awesome. Everybody. That's great. So there are different ways to show gratitude, right? We have the correspondence team, which we prayed for today. They show gratitude by sending out notes to everyone that volunteers at different events. I know when I receive that envelope in my mailbox, uh, it just makes me feel good because I got real mail and not not a bill. Uh, But it also makes me feel good that somebody took the time to actually write that, that note and to send that out to me. So one of the things that you could do is, if you're grateful for someone else, is to maybe write them a letter or send them a phone call or send them a text or um, call them on the phone. Those are all ways that you could show your gratitude. And then, of course, there is writing down your gratitude in a gratitude journal, which is what I do. I write down every night before I go to bed because remember that morning person thing. So, um, it, but it helps me calm down and get to sleep because I take time away from everything else that I've done through the day, and then I just sit there and I list out my top five grateful things. And if I can't come up with five, I do at least one. You know, there are days where I have more things to be grateful for than others. Thank you. So, um, Brene Brown says that a joyful life is made up of joyful moments gracefully strung together. And what she means by that is every single moment that we have of every single day could be a chance to experience joy. So we've only covered a a few things, but there's also uh, self-care. Taking care of yourself can become a joy. I'm not the, the best person to... Uh, as an example, to take care of myself. I don't always do that. Um, but I have been working on it um, more recently. Um, uh, a, a group of us got together and started a, a group 
here at Unity called Wait No More. And um, we're supporting each other in becoming healthier in our daily lives, however that looks for us. So we're, um, we're practicing that self-care. Um, if you're uh, eating right and sleeping good and you know, doing all those things that you can for self-care, then you're going to be able to increase your joy as well. And then, of course, there's consciously creating joy. So our unity third principle, the thoughts in our minds create our world. As a unity person and as a, a trying to study for uh, to be a unity minister, I, I'm reminded all the time of those five principles. And that third principle is pretty important. The more we think those positive thoughts, the more positive thoughts show up in our lives. Charles Fillmore says that the will moves action in all other faculties of the mind. And that is the power of will. So we're talking about another unity uh, not unity principle, unity idea that the will, that the will, willingness, the commitment, the choice to do something will round out all of your other faculties, kind of commands them all, and then that, of course, can lead to greater joy just because you've made those decisions. Haven't you ever had a, an opportunity where you had to make a choice. And the hardest part about making that choice is actually trying to make it. But once you've made the choice, don't you feel better? Yeah. Try and remember, remember that when, when you have a difficult decision to make. Um, because you, you may make the right decision or the wrong decision or the best decision or the whatever decision, but you've made that decision and you've made that commitment to whatever. And just know that we have free will so we can always change our minds also. Um, but that's another way to prepare for joy. So I'm going to tell you a little story. I had a day that probably could have been not so joyful. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, I, I know some of you probably know that I haven't been here for a while. Um, I was uh, in Columbus helping a friend whose m mother had passed away. So I was going back and forth between Cleveland and Columbus, um, between work and, and helping out my friend. And um, on the last time I um, went back there, I forgot my cell phone. Oh, horror, horror, oh my God, I lost my cell phone. Uh, I'm a techie, so I'm kind of attached to my phone. Um, but what that helped me with was to remain mindful and to not worry about what was going on. I could take care of, I took care of everything else because I didn't have my cell, cell phone. I did have an iPad, and my cell phone is an iPhone, so I was lucky enough to have my calendar and some of my contacts and stuff like that. But uh, I didn't really use it that much for those three days that I was uh, without my phone. 
so during that same week when I lost my phone, or left my phone in Columbus, I was getting ready to go back to Columbus. I was at work, or work at, uh, working from home, and I had about 10 minutes before I had to be in a meeting, and I thought, okay, I'll take out the trash. I'll get ready to go so that I don't have, that's one less thing I have to do before I go. So I went to take out the trash. My landlord has a new kitten that is very rambunctious, and they let it roam the, the hallways. I live in a double. So I heard the cat coming as I go around the corner to put the trash in, and then I hear the door close because the cat jumped out the door, and I was suddenly locked out of my house. It was, it was quite an experience. And, and I, I, the minute I heard the, 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 the pounding footsteps down the stairs, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to lock me out of the house. <laughs> and he did. Oh. So in that moment, I mean, I, I was, you know, frustrated. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I was worried because what am I going to do? You know, I have this meeting that I have to go to. But then I realized, I'm like, there's really nothing I can do. I can't control that. What I can do is I can try and reach somebody that maybe could let me back into the house. So I walked across the street uh, to the local supermarket, and I asked to use their phone. And then I realized that I didn't have my phone, so I don't have all my phone numbers. And my iPad's locked in the house. (laughs) So I don't carry it in the back pocket. Um, but in that moment, I stood and just thought for a moment, just took a minute, and I remembered one phone number. And that one phone number happened to be my friend who had my phone. How lucky was that? So now I'm, like, even happier. So I call her, I get a couple phone numbers, and then I make a few phone calls. I called my landlord, who I knew probably wouldn't leave work just to come let me in the house. Um, I called the cat guy, who has a set of my keys, um, but he wasn't there. And then I called my friend Laverne and my friend Greg. And I left them messages saying, I'm locked out of my house. I'll be sitting on my porch. Come and find me. Because I didn't know what else to say, because I didn't want them to call this person back that I, you know, whose phone I borrowed. So I go back and sit on my porch, and I'm just sitting there. And I look around, and I'm like, this porch could use some sleeping. And I look over in the corner, and there's my broom. So I got up, and I started sweeping out the cobwebs and the leaves from whatever was blowing from all of the, the storms that we've had. And then when I finished that, I looked and I was like, wow, this looks so much better. I'm just so happy. So I sat down and uh, I just sat in the moment. So then I meditated because I had this serene space that I just love. 
while I was sitting there meditating, I heard pat, 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 pat against the window. And it was my cat wanting to know why I was outside. And I couldn't let him out, so. So I sang to him through the window because I don't know if it makes him feel better, but it makes me feel better. So I sang to him a couple of songs, and as I was singing him a couple of songs, a neighbor came by and said, oh, that's a lovely voice, and then that made my day even brighter. And then, moments later, Laverne shows up, and uh, I couldn't have been more excited to see someone. <laughs> uh, she wasn't sure if I was still going to be there, because it had been a couple hours. Uh, but she came and rescued me. She took me to lunch, and then she took me to um, run her errands. We ended up uh, going to the Racino, where she got a free gift, and we won $40. I mean, thank you, Laverne. So she brought me back. Uh, it was getting closer to 4 or 5 o'clock. She had some place to go, so she didn't want me to be alone. So then we called Greg. Greg came over, and shortly after Greg came over, my landlord showed up and let me in the house, and all was safe. Now, I was supposed to be on that conference call. I was supposed to have been working for a couple more hours, and then I was supposed to drive down to Columbus to go help my friend. And I obviously didn't get to do that, but I didn't let it ruin my day. I, took, I made the conscious effort. I used my power of will to create that experience. And it could have gone any number of ways. But I was so lucky that I practiced these unity principles and that we have the opportunity to do this kind of work. Which leads me to the practice. You didn't think that because Joanne was here that you weren't going to get out of it, right? So, the practice today is to make joy practices part of your daily life routine. Try that smiling meditation. Try singing a song in the morning or just dancing. Fill your expandable joy folder with simple pleasures. Not with things necessarily, but with experiences. Because those are the things that we can remember and, and, and keep with us longer. Remember to take care of yourself, and remember to be mindful. Access that joy every day, and see what kind of life you can build. I, be I believe that you can fill up and create that joyful life that was made up of joyful moments, if you just give it a chance. Are you with me? Yay, thank you.